You are listening to WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. The time is 5 o'clock. Up next is Only Friends with your host, DJ Future Pleasure. Stay tuned. Everything I do gonna be funky. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to another episode of Only Friends with your host DJ Future Pleasure. And today we are doing another episode uh, related to philosophy, specifically the Phaedo by Plato. And uh, this time, uh, inspiration taken from the discussion section this morning about the forms. And uh, so, well, this one is very abstract, so... um, might take the whole hour to try to figure out what the forms are, but uh, I will relate the songs in this hour to the topics discussed at hand during uh, the discussion over the forms. And um, well, one of the uh, well, one of the most uh, direct uh, song connections I made uh, this morning was uh, well, there was a discussion basically over numbers. And uh, whether numbers are a a thing that is real and true and out there in the universe that we discovered, or if numbers are some sort of thing that perhaps are reflective of our psychology and uh, what we uh, perceive to be something that's true, but perhaps is just true for ourselves or something like that. And... Um, so, so th- this whole discussion of numbers led to this discussion about, like, say, the number three as a prime number. And I thought, oh, bingo, I know a great song um, about the number three. And that song is called Three is the Magic Number. Well, actually, no, no, the song is called The Magic Number. I believe the number is three, if I am remembering correctly, um, which actually is interesting because this is from a an album by Della Soul called Three Feet High and, Ri- and Rising from 1988. But afterwards, uh, later in the album, there is a, a love song that comes in and they say something, they, they sort of refute uh, the magic number lyrics and then they go on and say, well, three is, is a cool number, but two, it takes two to seduce. I think that's what the lyric was. Um, but, but, but that three, uh, they, they sort of put down three after that. Um, but yeah, so this is a, a, a sort of, uh, the, the, the obvious segue to get into the forms is Delisol's magic number. So I'll go ahead and pull that up and I'll see you on the other side. Three, that's a magic number. Yes, Three. it is. It's the magic number three. Somewhere in this hip-hop soul community Was born three, they stubbing me And that's the magic number 
Difficult preaching is posthumous pleasure. Pleasure in preaching starts in the heart. Something that stimulates the music in a measure. Measure in the music, raising three parts. Casually see, but don't do like the soul. Cause seeing and doing are actions for monkeys. Doing hip hop hustle, no rock and roll. Unless your name's Brewster, cause Brewster's a punk. Parents let go, cause it's magic in the air. Criticizing rap, so you're out of order. Stop looking, listen to the phrase and fret stairs. And don't get offended while Mace Dosi does your daughter. A dry camera roll system is now set. Fly around the store under Daisy Productions. It stands for the inner sound, y'all, in your Quebec. That the action not a trick, but show me the function. Everybody wants to be a DJ. Everybody wants to be an MC. But being speakers are the best. And you don't have to guess. Still, our so posse consists of three, and that's a magic number. This here piece of the pie is not dessert, but the cost that we dine And three out of every darn time, the effect is mmm with a daisy grows in your mind Showing true position, this here piece is kissing the part of the pie that's missing Where that negative number fills up the casualty Maybe you can subtract it, you can call it your lucky partner Maybe you can call it your adjective but odd as it may be, without my one and two, where would there be my three? Mace possum me, and that's the magic number. What does it all mean? Focus is formed by flaunt of the soul. Souls before style gain praises by pounds. Comment on speakers who honor the scroll. Scroll written daily creates a new sound. Listeners, listen, cause this here is wisdom. Wisdom of a speaker, a dove and a plug. Set aside a legal substance and feed them for now. Get them high off this dialect jury. Time is a factor, so it's time to count. Count not the negative actions of one. Speakers of soul say it's time to shout. Three forms the soul to a positive sum. Dance to this fix and flex every muscle. Space can be filled if you ride like my lumber. Advance to the tune, but don't do the hustle. Shake, rattle, roll to my magic number. Now you may try to subtract it, but it just won't go away. Three times one. What is it? One, two, three. That's a magic number. No, 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 no,
That was The Wigs performing their song The Difference Between One and Two from their 2014 album Modern Creation. And before that, you heard John Coltrane performing Giant Steps from, I believe, 19... Uh, what, sometime in the 60s? No, 1959, maybe? Let me pull this up. Anyway, um, if you're just tuning in, this is Only Friends, and today's episode is on the forums uh, by Plato. And um, this John, the good John Coltrane, I might have to explain that one a little bit. It's a little harder to do it with when it's an instrumental. But um, I came across uh, a when I was looking up, well, you know, has anybody written songs about the forms or songs about uh, numbers and geometry? Uh, of course, there are some. But John Coltrane really uh, was interested in the relationship between geometry and music. Uh, so much so that he uh, he like wrote little theories about it. Um, there's this one in particular that I came across called uh, the Coltrane Circle that is sort of an adaptation of the Circle of Fifths, but it's like this drawing, very complex drawing of um, relating to music theory in a way that I can't really explain. Uh, but but he was very, very interested in the the, uh, the application of math to music and um so and giant steps being of course probably his seminal piece figured it would be very important to play that uh if we're talking about john coltrane i'm sure it has something to do somewhere in giant steps he was probably thinking about the same things that he was thinking about when he was writing about music and math but um, and actually he has um oh yeah this also this all actually comes from a book called the jazz of physics interesting title by uh it says physicist and saxophonist Stephen alexander um who, who actually draws a comparison between john coltrane and albert einstein and his approach to mathematics anyway to uh well and then of course obviously the the song after that was uh, the opposite of the complexity it's just the difference between one and two is you that's pretty much so so the whigs have an answer to that question of um of, of whether uh you know of the difference between numbers what makes numbers different um i'm going to move on from the numbers part of this to the shape part of it and uh, that's the new section for this one and and for the first song in that part of the set i believe i'm going to play a um an obvious choice david bowie performing the shapes of things from his 1973 album pinups and uh well there it is in the title so here we go shapes of things before my eyes just teach me to
Shapes of Things from 1973 album Pinups. And um, yeah, so actually, I, I just wanted to go back and because um, I don't think I mentioned it in the beginning of the show, but the when I was talking about the discussion over whether numbers are real, and there was a big uh, back and forth between that, uh, the view that advocates for the denial of universals or um, and, and instead advocates that it's that numbers and stuff like that are just pattern recognition is evidently called psychologism. And um, so that was the that was the argument. Psychologism was the argument, uh, the side against the uh, some sort of truth value of numbers, I believe. And um, and then, of course, the side favoring some truth value of numbers is uh, more on the uh, the Plato side, it appears advocating for the forms and um anyway so so the relationship I, I i should have mentioned before i played the david bowie song of course the uh um uh one of the examples brought up in the discussion about the forms was well let's see you know uh what uh, let's see if we can define what is the similarity between this triangle this square and then this amorphous object and um and whatever that universal is then that must be uh the form that we're talking about, um, a particular form, uh, but not a particular, but just a, a, a form. So I got to be very careful about what <laughs> the way I say this sort of thing, or else I will misinform uh, everybody out there. But anyway, uh, so 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 one interesting thing that came up was, of course, boundaries and how maybe color shapes the boundaries and defines them. And what if, say, everything is just white? So how can you tell? Is the form there? You know, I think some of us thought, well, the form is there. Some people thought, well, but yeah, but you can't see it if if the the shape is white and the background's white, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So people went on and on about shapes, which was interesting um, to think about shapes and and boundaries and that that type of thing. and one other song that I thought related to it 
would be uh, this song in. Um, well, actually, it's been this song has been performed in several different languages. I know it's been performed in Spanish. The one I pulled up was the one I had never actually heard before, but it was uh, I, I believe it was the original, because I believe uh, Roberto Carlos is Brazilian, so he performed it in Portuguese, but I know he performed it in Spanish. It's called O Concavo e Convexo, and uh, this one, if it's if it resembles the, I believe it's the same type of song that he performed in Spanish. It's about uh, well. Um, it's about the meeting. Uh, there's, there, this, this is not safe harbor hours, so I can't really talk too much about this one, probably, or else it'll get too indecent. Uh, but basically, it's about shapes fitting very well together. And it is actually a very, very poetic song, in my opinion. Um, very, very, he's a very, very highly regarded poet in Latin America. And this song was a huge hit in Mexico. Um, back in the 70s or 80s, I believe. But um, but it is, of course, very... Um, the way that he goes about it, I, all that I'll say about it, there's no way I can say anything else about it, is that he goes about describing this interaction between these shapes in, a, in the most subtle way possible, in, in, disguised by poetry, and yet... Um, if you really listen to the lyrics and if you know Portuguese, it's actually very, very overt what he's saying. So I want to, I'm going to start talking about this one and I'll just let you listen to O Concavo O e, oh, no, pardon me. It's O Concavo e O Convexo in Portuguese by Roberto Carlos. Nosso amor é demais E quando o amor se faz Tudo é bem mais bonito Nele a gente se dá Muito mais do que está E o que não está escrito Quando a gente se abraça Tanta coisa se passa Que não dá pra falar Nesse encontro perfeito Entre o seu e o meu peito Nossa roupa não dá Nosso amor é assim Pra você e pra mim Como manda a receita Nossas curvas se acham Nossas formas se encaixam Na medida perfeita Esse amor é pra nós A loucura que traz Esse sonho de paz E é bonito demais Quando a gente se beija Se ama e se esquece Da vida lá fora Cada parte de nós Tem a forma ideal Quando juntas estão Coincidência total Do côncavo e o convexo Assim é nosso amor No sexo
Esse amor é pra nós A loucura que traz Esse sonho de paz E é bonito demais Quando a gente se beija Se ama e se esquece Da vida lá fora Cada parte de nós Tem a forma ideal Quando juntas estão Coincidência total Do côncavo e o convexo Assim é nosso amor No sexo I remember When I was a little girl, our house caught on fire. I'll never forget the look on my father's face as he gathered me up in his arms and raced to the burning building out of the pavement. And I stood there, shivering in my pajamas and watched the whole world go up in flames. And when it was all over, I said to myself, is that all there is to a fire? Is that All there is Is that all there is If that's all there is My friends Then let's keep dancing Let's break out the booze And have a ball If that's all And when I was 12 years old, my daddy took me to the circus, the greatest show on earth. There were clowns and elephants and dancing bears, and a beautiful lady in pink tights flew high above our heads. And as I sat there watching, I had the feeling that something was missing. I don't know what, but when it was all over, I said to myself, Is that all there is to the circus? Is that all there is? Is that all there is? If that's all there is, my friends, then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze and have a ball. That's all there is And then I fell in love With the most wonderful boy in the world We'd take long walks down by the river Or just sit for hours gazing into each other's eyes We were so very much in love And then one day He went away, and I thought I'd die, but I didn't. And when I didn't, I said to myself, Is that all there is to love? Is that all there is? Is that all there is? If that's all there is, my friends, then let's keep... I know what you must be saying to yourselves. 
If that's the way she feels about it, why doesn't she just end it all? Oh no, not me. I'm not ready for that final disappointment. Because I know, just as well as I'm standing here talking to you, that when that final moment comes and I'm breathing my last breath, I'll be saying to myself, Is that all there is? Is that all there is? If that's all there is, my friends, then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze and have a ball. If that's all. That was Peggy Lee performing Is That All There Is uh, from sometime in the 60s, early 60s. Big single back then. And, uh, well, this one, perhaps it could also be appropriate for some sort of existential uh, philosophy episode or something like that. But I felt, uh, well, it was was quite apt today because um, I think... My partner and I in class, we were talking about the the, the question of what uh, what are the forms, and uh, or does this thing have truth value or something? Blah blah blah, and um, and we both sort of said, well, yes, but is that all there is? And it sort of just almost slipped out of my mouth, and I realized, oh, well, that's a that's a song I really like, and uh, I think Bette Midler is thinking about that type of stuff. Um, is, uh, you know, this thing that everybody talks about that is universal, like love, presumably, is, is that really, um, is, you know, once when she's going through it, when she's going through that, going through the fire, is that really the end of it in terms of our understanding of what it must be? And, uh, and she's not very impressed, but she seems to, uh, I think, I think Bette Midler would say that the forms are a thing. And she, she, that she's experienced them uh, very well. But anyway, um, so there, that, that's one that's not necessarily about shape. Before that, I, I did play Concavo y Convexo by Roberto Carlos. And um, I think the next one I want to play, well, in class I was thinking about there was this, there was this quote that I've, I've heard before. I'm trying to find if, what, I mean, it's probably been said so many times that it's, Oh, yes, it was, I think it was Alan Watts who said, you are the universe experiencing yourself. Or you are the universe experiencing, what did he say? You are the universe it's experiencing itself. Yes. I thought this one had something to do perhaps with the, um, the idea of psychologism because I think, I think that there's probably some sort of basis in psychologism of, well, there's, there are these numbers out in the universe, and then there's us, and then that's a separate thing. So if we come up with these numbers, then they must only exist in our brains and not out there. But um, but I think the idea, what I was thinking was, well, we are also, we are, we are part of the universe. Um, we are clearly different, and perhaps we are a form of some sort that is different from a rock or something like that, or a star. But um, but we are part of the universe, 
somehow. And, um, and so then this sort of idea came to my head of, uh, of how are we experiencing ourselves and what is our relationship with the universe in that way. Well, anyway, uh, so on that note, I'm going to play a song that I think has something to do with that. It's Across the Universe by the Beatles. And of course, I'm also thinking about, well, Across the Galaxy, where does the, the galaxy end and, and that sort of thing. But um, here we go. This is Across the Universe. Like endless rain into a paper cup They slither wildly as they slip away Across the universe Pools of sorrow, waves of joy Are drifting through my opened mind Possessing and caressing me
That was the Beatles performing across the universe, and um, I'm going to play us out with one final song, and this one is going to be... Oh, yes. Sorry, my phone's going off. But this one I thought was really interesting because uh, I think, as I, as I told you last in the last episode, um, I, I was having trouble finding... Well, I couldn't find any songs that directly said Fido, for example, or directly quoted anything from Fido or Plato or anything like that. Of course, there are songs that have Plato in the title, but they don't, they're they're, they're superficially in the title or something like that. Uh, Well, I finally found something that it it doesn't relate directly to the Fido. Actually, I guess it sort of skips ahead, but there is a song by um, the composer Leonard Bernstein from 1979, and it's called Serenade After Plato's Symposium. Uh, and this, I want to play you, oh, it, it, the whole thing is extremely long. It would take up a whole episode to play. So I'm just going to play you a section of this uh, serenade. And uh, it's the one called Socrates-Alcibiades, Molto Tenuto, Allegro Molto Vivace. And um, this one was performed by Gidon Kremer from the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra and Leonard Bernstein. So uh, I think this is a good way to conclude the episode. And of course, <laughs> it'll be the next uh, at least 10 minutes. So uh, it'll the episode will certainly end before I finish this song. But regardless, I think it'd be interesting to hear. I think it's, it's very rare to encounter a directly uh, related song to this type of work. So anyway, if you have any ideas on the forums out there, anybody, then you can always call in to WSUM's number, 608-265-9786. And thank you once again for listening to another episode of Only Friends. I am Hernan Ballard, and uh, I will be back next Thursday at 5 as usual with probably another philosophy show. Uh, I, I should start calling this show my homework instead of only friends or something like that. I never have any friends on anymore. I just have my homework. Well, with no further ado, this is Serenade After Plato's Symposium with Gidon Kremer and the Israel Philharmonic Orchestra. Thank you for tuning in.
Thank you.